Climbers Country Radio Seminar happened last week. It's a big deal. The headline for the seminar for 2022 read like this, Country Radio Seminar to Address Big Issues. One, COVID-19. Two, diversity. Three, and radio's downsized role. Dope! (laughs) Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the new music business. That's what you're going to need, leverage. They got to come to you because you got what they want. It's not just about your talent anymore. It's about a track record. It's about proving that your songs have value, that your music, that your art has value in the marketplace. They're not betting on it and taking a diamond in the rough and turning it into a household name anymore and the sooner you realize that the sooner that you'll change your game plan you'll create some leverage you'll create some business and then they will come to you the labels the management companies the booking agencies everything and that's why we call it the climb c-l-i-m-b creating leverage in the music business that's a backstronym from my good friend and co-host mr brent baxter he is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by alan jackson randy travis lady a joe nichols and more He's had a couple number ones very recently in the last 24 months on Southern Gospel. He's got a song on a Grammy-nominated album. He's got a song on a Dove-nominated album. So he's like, uh, he, you're you're award-winning adjacent. Like you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're there. What I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then the last piece of that puzzle is to create relationships with the pros when you're competitive, and he helps you do that too. You can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Yeah, it's complicated, but Johnny knows all the big words and what they mean. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams and blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs just to name a few. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. How you living? I'm living like a crazy person, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, nothing that's going to make the news, so it's all good. Yeah, me too. I'm a little, uh, truth be told, you know, slightly banged up today. Not too bad, but a little, <laughs> little banged up. Yeah. Um, after work, I went to happy hour Oyster Fest. Uh, they, they get the brand new restaurants in the W Hotel. It's uh-huh. called the Dutch. And uh, so my buddy Andy uh, Croft and I, we always go to, uh, he's a singer of um, Ocean Street, right? Killer Voice. Uh-huh. And uh, we, you know, we like to get together and go to Oysters and like different places around town. You can get them. And we tried this place out. They got happy hour drinks and happy hour oysters. And we did that from like 5.30 to 7. And then Blue Foley's. 50th birthday party was at the freak show last night. (laughs) So, I mean, dude, it was a madhouse. Everybody was there, you know, everybody, all the writers, all the people. Um, And so it was just a great time. Yeah, man. So I had, you know, I I may or may not have been overserved. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a little banged up today too, but it's because, you know, Hazel started throwing up all over the kitchen uh, like day before yesterday. And uh, you know, so my stomach's feeling a little weird now. I'm like, my boy. Okay. Our lives so we'll are so see. different. We'll see. 
I know. I'm like, oh man, he was at a Blues 50 party. He's out there having oysters, and I'm cleaning up. I don't know what she had to eat. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That came out of the floor. Could have been an alien. <laughs> it, it might. I think it tried to crawl back in her at one point. Yeah. And, uh, hey, look at the blessing. It was a tile floor. That's always it was a good tile news. floor. I'm like, thank goodness we got the we got these uh, a deal on these. Uh, so uh, you know, I already had a tile, but like we redid some of the floors. And thankfully, the place in town here had a bunch of uh, basically it's like it's like industrial strength, like flooring. And we're like, uh, yes, give us that, like restaurant yeah. style, like you. It's ready for a lot of feet to. Yes, give us. We might need to pour acid on this some badge to make sure that it's clean and and <laughs> right. And yeah, we you know, I don't know. I don't know if bleach is going to do it. We're going to need to upgrade to industrial strength cleaner for whatever the heck's coming out of whatever part of somebody's body in this family. <laughs> yes, there is that, and just the wear and tear on the floors. You know, so we have sure. an army, and uh, it's like, yeah, give us give us the industrial strength stuff. So yeah, Johnny and I are both making it through, although for quite different reasons it's funny because i'm like man you you're like oh we got all these oyster places in town i'm like and this little town i live in uh we have a chinese place got along john silvers we do yeah we do we do we do um haven't been there yet because i don't go anywhere and uh yeah he's going to oyster bars and stuff and i haven't even made to the long john silvers yet we are living very different lives my friend but it intersects in this magical wonderful place called music that's right. So you know, one thing I'm thankful for. Today we're going to talk about um, country radio seminar. You know, again, it happened last week. And for those of you who, who aren't familiar with what this is, it's an annual convention where all the program directors from all the country radio stations, coast to coast, converge on the Omni Hotel in downtown Nashville to create and deepen relationships with industry people and artists from the very biggest artists all the way down to indies like you. And I know for a fact that some climbers were there in attendance, you know, and um, we're going to talk about, I mean, goodness gracious, the headline on your, this was in your programs. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I hope it isn't lost on you that we have one of the largest industry seminar conventions from one of the most popular formats in the country. Mm -hmm all about terrestrial radio and they're discussing radio's diminishing role dot 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 in breaking artists yeah that's I mean, what that means right the quiet part get out that? Loud. Ooh, yeah. so that's what we're going to get into but let's take care of a little business first join yeah. the climb community facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash climb the climb community mm-hmm. and uh you got to ask me let in we let everybody in and, um, man, we got, this is a thriving community, guys. Singers, songwriters, hooking up, getting co-writes, making miracles happen, asking marketing questions, talking about getting answers on different questions from, from a support group, you know. And, and we want to support you and we want to cheer you on too, right? We want to make sure mm-hmm. we should give you a high five for the gig. We want to give you a high five for your latest song that you put out. Talk about your wins and all that stuff. You just got to put that stuff in the right place. Don't put it in the feed. It doesn't belong in the feed. If you put it in the feed, you're going to hear from somebody. Okay. That's right. Um, but we have lots of places to put it. In this case, like let's talk about some wins, right? 
Yeah, so some wins. Uh, so every Wednesday, we post our New Heights segment. So climb New Heights. You see what we did there. And it's where we encourage you to share your music-related wins, recent ones, that we can we can all celebrate with you. So it's a great place to get a little attention for yourself, but it's it's invited, right? So you're not just interrupting us. And people know where to find it, and some good conversation happens there and good encouragement. But uh, I love this one. Sunday, Joe Graham says, Yesterday, myself and the three amigos, which is Patrick Adams, Brad Hacker, and Chris Tiscarino. Oh, hold on. I got to interrupt you. I'm so excited about this yes. because we, we, we're involved. <laughs> we're involved. We're offered a single song contract with Nancy Peacock for I Think I'll Buy Myself Flowers. Woo woo. So, which is awesome. So, if that title sounds familiar to you, climbers, I Think I'll Buy Myself Flowers because that was a song title challenge song. I don't have the number of it, and we've done over 100 of them, but it was one of them. And I remember they sent that in, and I don't know whose title it was, but we song title. Uh, I think it was Sunny Joe's title. Was there a title? And then she got with, brought, liked, I guess, brought into Patrick, Brad, and Chris. And then they wrote the heck out of it, got a good Troy Johnson demo on it, and sounds good. Troy Johnson sang that song, bitch. Oh Oh, my gosh. I love him. Yeah, it's he's 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 just a vulgar display of prowess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's working on things for me right now. So he's great. Anyway, so they got offered a single song contract with the publisher, Nancy Peacock. And uh, we're, hey, Tickle Pink. We feel like kind of like proud godparents. Well, you know what? I mean, we can say, we can, and this doesn't take anything away from the writers at all, right? Because they are the ones that had to have the skill to put together to make the donut that got the single song contract. But hey, man, that came from the climb. There we go. Climb community, climb show. So I feel like, I feel like, I feel like at the very least, you know, cause we've had this happen like a number of times now, like this is mm-hmm. becoming kind of a regular thing, which I'm, you know, proud to say that, yeah. that, you know, where we'll do a, a, a song title challenge. And then all of a sudden a climber will reach out to the, the title mm-hmm. person and be like, Oh my God, I, I know how to write that. Yeah. You know, can we write that together? Can we do that? Because mm-hmm. I know what to do, right? And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 and you get a demo, and and then it's just a matter of getting out there and exploiting it, you know? Yeah. And it's like we're doing their uh, their co-write prep, and then they're like, "That's great, good ideas. All right, let's go write it." But again, we want. And I wonder how that came out. Did it, was it anything from? Probably wasn't anything we came up with. <laughs> uh, but still, I, I, we. <laughs> I think there. I think there was. I think there was stuff. I mean, because we cover so much, it, they very well may have gotten there themselves. Probably would have. They're good writers, but uh, of course, still, still. Well, we didn't write it. We just had a we concept. I'm just wondering if they we went on a concept. You know, so it, it's 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 all about their writing. But it's just I yeah. wonder if they took an angle that we cooked up or not. I don't remember. I, I, I think so. I think so. It's been a while since I've heard the song, but it's a good one. So either way, congratulations to y'all. That's that's super cool. Um, I have a win, actually, for the week. So it's fun. Uh, another, actually, product of the climb. Uh, got, well, kind of, somewhat. But it's been on the climb. The God of Gideon, which mm-hmm. I wrote with Lee Black, who's also did a song title challenge with us and was recorded by the Foresters. We did a video content challenge with Mark Forrester on God of Gideon. Uh, it's up to number 45 in the Singing News Power 50. So that's like the big Southern Gospel chart. And this is only like their third or fourth single, and they're an independent. So, you know, to get up where it's charting is a big deal for them. So he, Mark mm-hmm. was super excited about that. 
So that's fun. Oh, also Brooklyn Blackmore, who is video content challenge number 12 with Missing the Moon that I wrote yeah. with her and Aaron Goodman. So she just released a lyric video on that. So I haven't even had a chance to watch it yet. I saw just a little oh, clip of it on socials, that. but I need to go watch it. But yeah, so that's fun to see some of those songs that we've you know brought on the show and have a little bit of uh, intersection with the climb here doing some stuff. Uh, yeah, so just a little cool. bit of whatever influence, inspiration. Just, I'll want to um, even if we made them think, exactly. even, if we, even if they didn't choose like whatever angle we came up with and they just thought about it more yeah. and came up with the cool angle that, that led to that lyric and that song that got them that single song contract. I think that's cool. That's the so, idea. Yeah. So fun stuff going on and we have others, but we don't have time for everything. That's right. Well, listen, follow the podcast or subscribe to the podcast, depending on what platform you're on. Leave a rating and review on iTunes, please, and tell a friend about it. That's the big deal. I mean, if you're listening, if you're getting benefit from this, if you're learning stuff from the climb, then you got to share it with a friend. Like, do your part mm-hmm. to spread the news, man. Have you heard okay. the good news? The climb. <laughs> <laughs> That's not sacrilegious, right? Like, <laughs> um, all right, so. So, okay, I, there's, oh my God, there's so much going on with this. So last, my last episode, we talked about market penetration, right? Yes. Because um, market penetration is actually why an artist begins to go from nowhere to selling records and selling tickets, or in this case, you know, getting streams. Mm-hmm. Market penetration. Reaching frequency. They're reaching right. the people enough that they know they're reaching them. Yeah. Right. And now the vehicle for decades and decades and decades to do that was radio. Mm-hmm. So because we're human and because it's just been going on for so long, right? If I say I need to blow my nose, please hand me a Kleenex, Kleenex right? Why? Because Kleenex was the first brand in the marketplace for tissue paper, right? right. If I say, I need to make a copy of this, I need you to copy this document. I need a Xerox Xerox copy, you know, even though it's a Canon copier or, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a different brand, right? Yeah. Why? Because they were first in the marketplace, right? That mm-hmm. this is, oh, and man, then back, so we, back in Arkansas, it was all Coke. It was all Coke. It didn't matter yeah. if Mountain Dew or Pepsi. Hey, I'd like a coat. That used to piss me off. Hey, when I came down to Nashville first, like I learned that at the bullpen, my first job mm-hmm. in Nashville in 95, when I first moved to Nashville, everybody's like, I need this, and, you know, like a crown of Coke. And I'm like, okay. And I make them a crown of Coke. And like, what the hell is that? I'm like, it's a crown of Coke, not Coke, Coke. And I'm like, what, the, what, do, you what mean? do you mean? Like all soda is Coke. Yeah. Exactly. And, all soda is Coke. Now you have to specify. Cause and that's how it yeah was. like you have to you have to ask like I didn't know as the bartender you got to ask what kind of coke you want I want Sprite okay it seems like <laughs> it's like from, hey, from, from a from a from a dialect from an English dialect in the southern United States yeah. that I find to be very charming and also efficient right <laughs> like y'all is an efficient word <laughs> all y'all is also an efficient word right. right? We don't even use G's when when we don't need to. Yeah, I, when we ain't needing <laughs> to. Exactly. That's right. That's right. And so, I, you know, my my whole thing is just like that's not efficient. okay. This we could have gotten this done. This transaction could have happened faster if you just would have said Sprite. Yeah. You know? Right. But, but no, I, I it, it bothers me when people say like, oh, it doesn't as much now, but like younger when people would say pop or soda, I'm like, ugh. 
It's Coke. Yeah. Even yeah, when yeah. it's not Coke, it's Coke. That's how yeah, we call it pop. You're Midwesterner. We call Maybe? it pop up in uh, up in the up in the Midwest. We call it pop. It's Coke. Yeah. It's a soda pop. You got pop. No. Nope. Beer's a barley pop. Why? If it got bubbles, it's pop. but anyway so i digress but check this out this is uh yesterday Mm -hmm. billboard magazine article the changing world of radio promotion as record labels in the media landscape evolve pitching songs to radio has too. seven executives break down how they do their jobs we are going to dig into this article a little bit because there's so much to unpack from this mm-hmm. that climbers need to see. Here's what they're saying. What do they really mean, right? What's yeah. really going on? So it starts out when Glass Animals released their single Heat Waves in June 2020, the band's label Republic had a plan. We would work the song to alternative radio and then get started on campaigns at Top 40 and Hot AC. And for a while, it worked. Heat waves hit number one on Billboard's alternative airplay chart in March of 2021. So uh, look at the time frame there. Just other things I want to point out here, right? It's they started, they released the single in June of 2020. And in March of 2021, that's nine months later. Okay. It hits number one on Billboard's Billboard's alternative airplay chart. Mm -hmm. Now, in order for it to hit number one, what has to happen, Brent? It has to get a lot of radio spins. And that's over nine months. To reach that critical mass of you had more spins than anybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Over nine months. Right. Okay. Not two weeks. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nine months of grinding, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it reaches number one, an alternative airplay chart in March of 2021 and had begun climbing on the pop airplay and adult pop airplay charts. Mm-hmm. I didn't know those were two different things huh. uh, at the same time. But by that July of 2021, so exactly one year later, the song had seemingly run out of steam, having reached the top 20 on both pop airplay charts, on both of those charts, before falling off entirely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, in the years in the past, this would have been the end of the campaign, says Lucas Romeo, senior VP of promotion at Republic Records. But ever since the streaming revolution and the massive influence of social media, there have been many roles to success. I'm sorry, many roads to success in the modern music industry. Right? Once again, there have been many roads to success now not just radio. Soon, fate and new metrics intervened. Towards the end of August in 2021, the song began to explode on TikTok, thanks to the All I Think About Is You challenge, which in turn meant it rocketed up Billboard's consumption-based charts, reaching number one on hot rock and alternative songs in mid-September. So now we're, let's see, June, uh, June, July, August, September. So we're 16 months into the release now, right? Mm -hmm. Since the release. By the first week in November, 18 months, Heat Waves had again cracked both pop airplay charts and eventually reaching number one on each last month, roughly 81 weeks after its initial release. Romeo (laughs) Wow. This would never have happened in the past. It was actually only the second time in chart history that it happened. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Such is the life of a label promotions person or label promotions person in recent years, constantly reacting to changing metrics and new data from many more sources than had been available just five or ten years ago. In the past, a radio campaign for a lead single would herald the release of the artist's album, with promotions people going market by market to convince individual program directors and DJs to add particular records to a playlist ahead of the album's release mm-hmm. to try to drum up sales and interest. Yep. Today, yeah, however... Our single was basically just a commercial for Go Buy the Record. That's right. Because that's, that, right. that's how the record labels made money was somebody buying the physical record. Not that's right. Play. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's how it was initially. That's how the business model was set up, right? Yeah. We sell mm-hmm. products, right? Exactly. Today, however, the radio campaigns are much more variable with data from streaming and social media, often fueling what gets worked to radio rather than vice versa. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat this sentence, Brent, mm-hmm. and then I want your take. What does this mean to you? Today, however, radio campaigns are much more variable with data from streaming and social media often fueling what gets work to radio rather than vice versa. No, they're taking the lead from social media. They aren't leading to social media. They're the tail, not the head these days. And they're actually letting social media do the market research for them. What's working? Feed the hot hand. There's that too. Right. I think that's right. And also, I think I think the, the bigger part of your response there is they're the tail, not the lead, not the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It used to be, I mean, payola used to happen because you get the song on the radio and that determines the trend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And there are songs like, you know, Rod Stewart's Maggie May, which was a B-side. It was never intended to be a single because one DJ started playing it. And, it's and all awesome. of a sudden it shoots up the charts and yeah. it was awesome. And, and they were getting market penetration mm-hmm. in a market. And then all the other stations are like, this is a song. We need to put that on. And then boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, it out singled the single that it was on the back of, right? Yeah. The B side of. So there was a time when radio was the leader of everything. This is back to the article now. You put it on the radio, sales would follow, Mm -hmm. marketing would follow, so on and so forth. Says Lionel Ridenour, a major label promo veteran, formerly at Capital, Arista, and Virgin, who is currently the founder and CEO of Anchor Promotions. That has now changed, and we have to take our cues from streaming or ticket sales Mm -hmm. or something breaking on TikTok other sources now and then do what we want to do so they're looking at your ticket sales Mm -hmm. or if you're breaking on tiktok or if you're streaming a lot before they're going to put it onto radio now the other thing this tells me is where radio used to be the tastemaker now it's not they can't afford to make a mistake yeah like they're, they're, they're they can't rock the boat because the boat is, I mean, it's just Breaking under the waves now. Yeah, it's taking on well, water. I, and I'll you- tell you one thing this makes me think of real quick when we get back to your thing. Um, so the same things that will lead radio to add your single are the same things that will lead you to get the record deal. Thank you. Streaming, ticket sales, show proof of concept, b- build a business that therefore the the label wants to invest in and share profit from. So in other words, there ain't no way of getting around this, y'all. 
Not right I know. now. There's no way. And radio, radio used to be like, so John Ojaka got a record deal from Airplay on one song on the radio that, mm-hmm. um, you know, the rock in LA just picked up and started spinning, but because they were sort of the flagship alternative rock station for the whole country, mm-hmm. like the whole country's slew of alternative rock radio stations looked to the playlist at K rock and said, if it's going there, we need to put it here. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as an independent artist without a record deal, he had a hugely charting, and this is in the late nineties, right? A huge charting song. And then he gets a made couple major label deal offers because of that, you know, John Bon Jovi was an independent artist with a song on a compilation record from WAPP in New York mm-hmm. called Runaway that got spun and all of a sudden the phones lit up and it becomes a big, big single in the New York radio market, which also mm-hmm. happens to be the number one radio market in the country. And because of that, John gets a record deal, right? But that's not happening now. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is this is the part I love. This is what's awesome. So the next next paragraph which is not to say that radio has become less important. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, Or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good. Well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. For who? <laughs> Which is not to <laughs> say that radio has become less important. Yeah. You know what I think of when I read that line right there? I, I think of Spinal Tap. There's a <laughs> moment right. where if you haven't seen Spinal Tap, you have to watch this movie. If you're a musician, like it, it, shame on you for never watching this movie. Like watch <laughs> it and thank me later. Okay. Yeah. There's a moment where the interviewer is asking the the manager of Spinal Tap who has gone from selling out the Enormo Dome in every market to really like opening up for the puppet show at six flags. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a, it's this huge decline and it's just this big um, comedy about that. Right. But he's like, do you think that, you know, interest in the band spinal tap is waning? And he's like, no, 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 no. I just think that our audience is becoming more selective. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. What? 
what is what like so uh-huh. uh, here it goes on to say as with almost everything in the music business over the past couple decades the function of radio and in turn radio promotions has shifted dramatically mm-hmm. even as the core tenet remains the same the job is to get hit songs played on the radio and to expose them to the widest audience possible for the longest amount of time now there's some truth mm-hmm. the job is to get hit songs played on the radio and to expose them to the widest audience, which is what? Reach. Reach. Mm-hmm. For the longest amount of time, which is what? Frequency. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This is Marketing 101, people. This is what, uh, this so says Columbia Records VP of Promotion, Samantha Brenner. That hasn't really changed that much. That's what they're trying to do. So, you know, this is an accurate statement in the sense that her job description hasn't changed that much. But what we're talking about is, and, you know, who's listening, right? Like, yeah. is are you getting market penetration from radio? So as control over radio playlists has consolidated among fewer programmers and the ways in which people listen to music and the data to measure it are increasing widespread, radio promotions now involves more data, incorporates more parts of the label, and has made relationships in shaping a narrative an even larger factor, right? Mm-hmm. So the narrative, what is it? It's story, right? And they go on to talk about the art of storytelling is more mm-hmm. important now than ever because every week there's an onslaught of these records mm-hmm. that have tremendous consumption and a programmer is going to look at that every week. And this is from Nick Petropoulos, Senior VP and Head of Promotion at Arista Records. So you need that artist proposition for people to buy in. And you need to be patient and stick with it if we're going to break careers in this business. Mm-hmm. So this is marketing, right? So like, what makes your artist's 10 million streams different from this other artist's 10 million streams? It's the story. The story. Well, and is it on a playlist or is it on your page? But yes, true. But, you know, I, I'm not talking about like the, the weight of the streams, but yeah. like, let's just let's just assume and we're comparing equal. apples and apples yeah. from the radio programmer's perspective. Mm. He's like, how do I choose mm-hmm. who's going to have this very, very expensive real estate on my playlist? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the story. Well, that's no different than the way the consumer works, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why does the program director want to choose it like that? Because he's trying to bend over backwards to give the consumers the little, the few that are left mm-hmm. listening to radio, whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell them what they want anymore. I need to know what they want. Right. Yeah. To this day, the promotion department is tied to every department at a label, marketing, sales, digital, because we all take that information and filter it to tell a story to radio says Petropolis. And the records and artists that have the best probability of success are those that have some success or momentum at all in all of those different departments, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times the promotions are always associated with working and breaking particular songs, and that is ultimately the main focus of the job. But what it means to be working, quote unquote, records is about breaking artists as a whole too, getting programmers to believe in an artist's story, in their journey, in their vision, and what they're trying to achieve and helping radio see how it can be a part of that overall picture. That starts first and foremost with relationships. Oh, we've never talked about that on this podcast. No. Um, 
Any and all time not spent coordinating the campaign internally or with management is spent talking to radio programmers. Is mm-hmm. Republic Chairman CEO Monty Lippman has always told our team, when in doubt, call radio. There's always information to gather, records to work, and relationships to grow. Relationships with program directors, managers, artists, and fellow executives are all essential to success. So, man, I think I'm look. I'm just looking at like what happened in CRS, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at. Um, I, I, I that just floored me. That floored me, and I saw that a couple of days ago. Yeah. Like this is a huge nationwide industry radio seminar, and on the docket to be discussed mm-hmm. is how we're turning into dinosaurs. What are we going to do? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the other thing that I loved about this article in billboard was that it's still just talking about the basic tenets of promotion, mm-hmm. you know? So you well, I, need to be intentional about promotion. I, well, I was thinking while you were talking, so I probably missed important things, but, um, about reach of frequency, like okay, so uh, my wife had on like the Today Show or one of those this morning while I was getting my coffee and before she went out to do some stuff and I went out here, uh, and so okay, those hosts, Al Roker, the you know, all of them, whoever's on there, I don't watch it so, but uh, Carson Daly, you know, they're more famous than most of the people they do stories on. Right. Mm-hmm. So here's a story about somebody that had a baby in in Ukraine. This American couple had a baby in Ukraine, and and are they going to get out? This drama, and it's it's a it's a neat you know compelling story, and then it's gone. And who do we remember from the shows? Right? Who's more famous? Carson Daly, Albert, you know all these all these or people the, or the, the, the woman host. with the baby, right? Yeah, or the one with the baby. Now the one with the baby just had a ton of reach, reached as many people as the host did. Did not have and has a really compelling story, but the others have frequency. They'll be on there tomorrow, yeah. and the and the next and, segment, and the next segment, and the next segment. They're more famous than most of the people they cover. And you know what else I noticed just this morning, actually, and this is kind of gross. Some people think it's political, but it's not political. It's promotional. Yeah, I don't care where you get your news, right? Like if you go to, you know, if you go to CNN or MSNBC, if you go to Fox news, wherever you go to, wherever you prefer to go get your news, Mm -hmm. go there right after you're done listening to this podcast and look at all the headlines. Mm -hmm. Can you find one on COVID? (laughs) Something on the Babylon B it said, uh, uh, Vladimir Putin wins Nobel prize in science for eliminating COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I don't care how you feel about COVID. It's, it's not about COVID. It's not about what's what's real, what's not, whatever. It's just, it's not in the news anymore. Mm-hmm. So now it's over, right? There's that movie, Wag the Dog, mm-hmm. um, with uh, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah. And yeah, so good. And he's like, well, how can they end the war? It's not their war. How can, in, in Robert De Niro, and he's all pissed off because he created this war out of thin air, it's a fabricated war that they're trying to sell the American people so mm-hmm. that they take the heat off the president because he got caught in his office with like a firefly girl, right? In the yeah. movie, which is like a Girl Scout, like yeah. like a young, young girl doing yeah. something inappropriate with the girl. The president of the United States gets caught in, in this movie. So they're like, let's create a war because it's eight days before the election yeah. to make sure that we don't you know, lose this and nobody's going to talk about the girl, right? 
Congress works up that once they figure out that they're all being played mm-hmm. by media. So they, they come out and they, they just make an announcement on, on the, you know, mainstream media, the war is over in Albania. Thank God. And we're just so happy and blah, blah. And they do the whole spin and Dustin Hoffman's like pissed off. He's like, that's my war. They can't end the war. <laughs> I, I'm the one that created the war. Right? He's like, a, Dustin Hoffman's like a TV producer that was hired right. by, uh, by Robert De Niro. Who's like a dark, like a like a dark uh, deep state dude right yeah, yeah that 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 really runs things behind the show and he's like um and robert and robert Nero's like no the war's over he's like the war's not over i say when the war's over i started the war i'll end the war and robert Nero's like the war's over i saw it on tv <laughs> yeah that's the line right oh wow so this is the power of promotion guys like you mm-hmm. can't just look at it objectively and what i want everybody to understand from this is number one Man, as an indie artist, you can't afford radio. Right. Even if radio was working, right? Even if I'm completely wrong and I'm not, okay? Mm-hmm. But if I am off my rocker and I'm talking a load of crap here and, and radio still breaks tons of artists and, uh, and that world, if, if we're in 1990, you don't have enough money to get radio to work for you Mm -hmm. to get the kind of market penetration that you need for months to move the needle to translate into ticket sales and record sales i mean record labels have departments for this and most of the time it doesn't work yeah it doesn't you get their artist where you want to be Here's another thing that we haven't talked about that just, and by the way, that's only like half the article. I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but I think all the important things were at the beginning there, Mm -hmm. but you're talking about a song that was being pushed for 81 weeks. Mm -hmm. This is not a let's release the song and put it up on Spotify and see what happens. Right. They are working. You know, we attribute, stuff to budget and so it's easy to disqualify anything by saying well they're rich they're a record label i don't have that money so blah 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 yeah well but you do because i'll tell you what like if you go and save up a bunch more money to do another record Mm -hmm. that money could be still spent working the first one yeah and spending more time and more of your precious energy promoting what is competitive mm-hmm. and trying to get it out there and understanding that what promotion means is reach and frequency. Yeah. Right. So what works on radio in the sense that it's reaching millions of people repetitively over and over and over and over and over again, that works on digital too. You mm-hmm. just have to do it differently than you did it on radio. Yeah. So be aware, be intentional and spend 95. Like if you've got enough money to go and make a 12 song record, then make three songs, Uh spend whatever. Cause if you have enough money to make a 12 song record, number one, and number two, you're a climber, which means you're not a moron. And it means that you have um, also a promo budget then still cut it down to three songs Mm -hmm. and take the rest of the budget for those nine songs and put that to the promo budget that you already have. 
be intentional, focus on market penetration, mm-hmm. and look what will happen. Yeah. Start building a fan base that wants to hear that fourth song. Exactly. And then, just as magically as you came up with it, another budget for the new record, you'll come up with another budget for the next three songs. Mm-hmm. And it'll work and you'll be like, holy crap, this is this this is the way to do it. Yeah. Right? But but I think as artists, y'all get bored mm-hmm. with the song. Yeah. And the creation is probably the most fun part for you. And watching your songs come to life in the studio. I love that stuff. Yeah. But that's yeah. not what feeds the yeah, you gotta feed back into the the beast. And that's so therefore I pitch my songs and therefore I reach out and do networking. I do all that stuff. Yeah. I you don't have to paper. You don't have to forsake the creative part. You no. can be stacking up songs. I mean, hey, go go stack up a hundred freaking songs mm-hmm. so that the next three you pick are just dynamite. Just dynamite. Yeah. Knock down, drag out, smash hits. But if you're going to be an artist that you know creates revenue in this uh-huh. business, then you you you've got to promote ninety five percent of the time. Your time, your energy, and your budget uh-huh. needs to be put towards that. Yeah, I mean that's and, the, and that ninety seven other songs that aren't going to make the next three, the hundred that you wrote to pick your next three, that gives you so much material for. Hey, here's something no one's heard. Here's an exclusive thing. Hello. Here's a behind the scenes pass. Hello. Here's one that, you know, you can still use it in different ways. You just may not go in and cut the whole thing and make it your record, but it could be as you're building this fan base, cool little Easter eggs and rarities and, you know, the deleted scenes, right? You know, we all love the deleted scenes if we're a fan. Right. Yeah. And the behind the, yeah. And the stories, I mean, again, back to the stories, like in that article, what are the main verticals we talk about on video content challenge, right? Why are like, you tell doing me a story. NFT or something of here's work tapes that no one else has heard? I'm making two copies available. It's a work tape or it's a simple guitar vocal. But if you want it, here it is. Here's the cost. Yep. We're doing one or two of these. How cool would yep. that be? If you're for as you're, you know, and that it's going to help subsidize your next record but it's it's the uh, scarcity that could give that some value for the super fan to go oh i really like what they do they said they're not going to do or even if they do a full version they're not putting this version out and i'll have it first yeah they're just things you can do and this is not anyway sidebar this is not friggin' rocket science Mm -hmm. it's really not even that sophisticated right some of the means to do it is but It's not rocket science. Like when I have a compelling artist with a competitive product, and this is like, you know, this is the windmill that Daredevil chases, right? Mm -hmm. With industry people. And I talked about this in the last episode, the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Mm -hmm. Well, we just, we just spent 25 grand going to, you know, to alternative rock radio with our last single. Well, that was okay. Well, how did that work? And when did you get your money back? We didn't. Why are you asking me about your return on investment with five grand? Yeah. We both understand that you made this record and it needs to be promoted. Am I right? Yes. So are we talking about going back to the devil? You don't. Right. Right? Do you see? Do you see what I'm saying? If we go and we say we just need to get this song 
and keep getting it in front of new eyeballs and keep the, the, the warm eyeballs, the people have already seen mm-hmm. it, just keep giving them more and more and more content and be relentless with it, you're going to move the needle. Yeah. You are going to have more fans than you did before you started. You can't do it organically. You need to have an organic plan mm-hmm. because as you turn on new, as you spend money to get in front of new eyeballs and they come back to you and want to see what's going on on your feed, if you're not, you know, if that house isn't in order, yeah. uh, then you look, you look like a, a flash in the pan. Yep. Right. But it's just, you are not reaching 99% of the people who already like you with your organic plan. Yeah. You're not reaching new people with your organic plan. Be intentional, step it up. And for those of you who are mid-level and you got budgets and you can go to radio, you you can't, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. I'm not against radio. I'm against, uh, I, I'm trying to disconnect your heart and your brain from the concept that radio is where you launch. Yeah. Because you can't launch there anymore. This article just freaking proves it. They're not launching a damn thing. They are amplifying what is already being launched. That's the end all be all. And that is, mm. uh, that is down from all the new artists that we discovered. We discovered on radio. Yeah. And now we're not discovering them on radio. Radio is deciding who's getting discovered and that's what they're going to put on, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it, it's not the trendsetter anymore. It's not the launching pad anymore. It's the second stage rocket to use the term from my esteemed co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. <laughs> um, it's 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 the second stage rocket. Mm-hmm. So spending your money on radio and and for that matter, if we look at like the chain smokers, right after they broke mm-hmm. digitally, their one hundred percent of their attention is on digital to the point where they're rubbing against the radio department at their label. Mm-hmm. They have songs on the radio, but they yeah. don't care how they release them. And that's not their focus, even after they got the major label deal. That's gravy. And they're so intentional. Have you thought about that? They're so intentional that they're like, put it on radio. Don't put it on radio. We don't care. Yeah. This is where we broke. This is what we're going to focus on. And they, the, the, the team around the band, around the artist, has not lost focus on what they are. So whatever happens on radio is gravy. Yeah. I mean, radio is a show pony, but digital, that's a workhorse. Yeah. And so be intentional. You know, it's all about the repetition, whatever it is that you think you have for your content. It's not enough. Mm -hmm. That's why we do video content challenge. You need more than a lyric video and more than a music video. A lot more. Yeah. Than that. Right. If you're going to be able to push something out for six months. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's how you make it happen, guys. Love hey, um, get your free download. Uh, that's uh, it's 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 called whoever rules the road. No, it's called <laughs> whoever owns the traffic rules the road. And it's all about kind of reframing your brain <laughs> around how to think about digital and, and, and di- untying that knot of broadcast so you can understand the difference between the two 
and understand what you know why did things work on broadcast because there was re there was reach and there was frequency mm -hmm. and then how did broadcast supply the reach and the frequency and then now you can go and ask the right questions and start to formulate really cool successful effective promo strategies on digital and it teaches you how to honor that platform just go to giftfromjohnny.com j-o-h-n-n-y giftfromjohnny.com and tell us where to send it guys this podcast exists because we want you to win so keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.